Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 90. We're at episode 90 oh. of At the Coffee Table podcast. Bob, 10 more to go and we can be in triple digits. Yes, the money people have to hear that. The money people get it, right? <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because I remember uh, talking about the podcast and I had a couple of guests on and they're like, oh, you did pretty well. I would have, you know, never thought you were at whatever you were at and it's always good to go on podcasts where people aren't on like episode two <laughs> <laughs> because supposedly, well, supposedly it takes like 20 episodes to really get into the groove, which even at episode 90, I'm still getting into the groove, but I don't know what getting, I know what the groove feels like in music. I don't know what, about on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, today we decided instead of recording, we're live. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Uh, this is the At The Coffee Table podcast where we sit down at the virtual coffee table and talk about everything and anything. Uh, today is Freeform Friday, simply because two days ago we really, or a day ago, really could come up with a, a strong topic, but Bob just hit me right before we came on. Um about talking about fear, which I thought was super good. And and I before he got it, off into his thought process, I'm like, hang on, let me hit go. So now, <laughs> now we're live. Please drop comments. Tell us you know, what you think. Share your thoughts. Again, we're live, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. So, Bob, go with your thought. Why, why fear? Okay. Well, I was thinking about it, and I realized that fear has become – an almost a natural part of being in the United States, maybe the world, but we're talking the United States. Um, and it started, it, it starts in, in churches, parents, schools. Um, think about it. What's the first thing that parents usually teach a kid? No, no, don't do that. You're going to do hurt. this. Don't do that. Right. Yep. You go to school. They tell you, they give you rules. Don't do this. Don't do that. But I was thinking it started here. Now, it was very um, covert up until the 1930s, in my opinion, when uh, all of a sudden the, the Nazis were the, were the fear. Oh, the Nazis are going to get us all yeah. through World War II. And then after World War II, it was the communists. Yeah. And what I realized is that for most of my life, fear has run it. You have to, I actually have to stop and go, well, what, what, what's fear? I mean, I love the X, the fear stands for false evidence appearing real. And in so many cases, I mean, you know, now obviously if somebody's attacking you, it's real. Then the flight or stand or fight syndrome of uh, flee or fight syndrome comes into play. Yep. But fear is an op has become an operating system. People, politicians, they don't win by telling what you're going to gain if you get me. They scare the crap out of you by telling what the other guy or the other woman's going to do if right. you elect them. Yeah. And I started realizing that one of the ways to get out of the nonsense that we're living through, I'm blinking again, um, is first notice, you know, Notice what you're noticing. If you notice that you're feeling fearful or anxious, notice it. And then kind of go through it. Go as deep as you can and find out, well, why am I scared? Why am I feeling anxious? 
And it, it's a paradigm. It's a program that has been built into you from the time you are whenever. Yeah. You know, we're all most impressionable between the age of uh, birth and around eight, six to eight. Yep. And, um, you know, your parents say something to you, you believe them. Your teacher says something to them, you believe them. You go to, you go to church, temple, um, you go to um, a mosque, whatever. They tell you things and you, you believe them because who are you to say no? And you don't have the capacity yet to realize what they're saying is either BS, um, dogma, um, and, and, and so on. Yeah. It's uh, a couple of different thoughts that come out of that too. Is uh, you know, I'm a kid of the '80s. Grew up at the 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 height and end of the Cold War, and I can remember, you know, news media and politicians driving home how, you know, and kind of and it's very similar now how evil the Russians are. Uh, they're gonna you know nuclear war, um, world domination, whatever it might be. But I can remember that was a that was a real fear back then. Um, true. I mean, take it back to the 1950s. Um, my neighbor across the street actually built a bomb shelter in the ground. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They had um, decided that the Russians were going to attack us with nuclear missiles and, you know, and the best way to protect yourself is to spend who knows what it costs and build a bomb shelter. Well, right. thank God that didn't happen. Uh -huh. yeah. This is this is the kind of stuff, you know, it's almost like the magicians say, pay no attention to this hand, pay no attention to this hand while yep. they're taking, you know, while they're pulling their trick off. Yep. And um, I think it's time for people to wake up to the fact that we have been bamboozled. That most of, you know, there's, a, you, you know, Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown. Sounds familiar. Okay. Okay. He has a line in his song. I'll oh, remember okay. the song yep. in a second. Yep. I want to know who the men in the shadows are. I yeah. wish somebody would ask them why. They can be counted on to tell us who the enemies are, but they're never the ones to fight or to die. Yep. The reason we hate the Russians is because we're told we should hate the Russians. The reason we hate the Iranians or the Arabs or, or the Japanese or the Koreans or, is because we're told they're bad people. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the same kind of crap that I learned in the army about the Vietnamese. They're little yellow people with all these derogatory names. It's all about fear. Fear is a controlling factor. Think about, did you go to, you're Catholic, right? I, I grew up Catholic. I am a okay. non-practicing. So catechism. Yep. Catechism, the, the thou shalt nots, you know? Yep. What are the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not, because otherwise you will be punished. Yep. You know, so fear is taught. Yep. I don't think babies come out of the womb fearful. No, no. Yeah. I was just having this conversation the other day because we were, you know, uh, talking about my granddaughter. She's going to be a year old tomorrow. And uh, even at a year old, no fear, you know, wants to, wants to go here, wants to touch this, wants to, you know, grab that. Um, and of course as parents, that's where the whole no, no, no starts. Um, right. But then you think about, they get a little older and one of my daughters, she, she's a gymnast and we would watch her do her routine and it's almost fear less because she has to trust her own skills 
to do flips and tucks and, and everything else that they do. Yeah. Um, kids, like you said, kids just, they, they learn the fear. And, and I think even given what's happened over the last few years, um, you know, it's true. Fear, fear is ratings, fear it sells, fear, um, keeps the masses in line. Um, you know, right. they're already starting. There is now granted the whole, uh, coronavirus situation. It, it's still, it's a real illness. People get sick, people die. Got it. Um, but my whole, my whole trouble with that during that whole time was they wanted to be everybody so fearful and, um, because they were worried, whatever the reasonings were. But to me, I'm like, I just, I think more logically, I tend to think more logically at times. And, you know, I kept telling my wife, I said, you know, I spent a better part of 20 years riding around in ambulances with very, very sick people. And very rarely did I throw a mask on my face. And it's like, keep your distance, stay out of each other's bubble and, you know, take care of yourself. Well, hmm. now, that, you, sure. know, you, you know, now it's, oh, yeah, we're winter. So coronavirus is going to surge. Well, no kidding. It's winter. We get coronavirus just like the flu. And to an extent, just like pneumonia to an extent. So you have to be healthy, take care of yourself, take vitamins, stay hydrated, you know, and prepare yourself to, okay, if you do get sick, let's not get everybody else sick. But now they're dry. Oh, wear your mask inside now. And I'll just come on. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's interesting. Um, I have a friend, um, a real estate agent who, did not believe in the mask. I mean, she wore them when she yeah. was with people because, you know, it's not stupid. Yep. But um, she never got sick. And I, I hate to put it this way, but because one was too many that died. We are 330 plus million people. And please forgive me for saying it this way. Only 1 million people, 1 million people died. Right. And maybe the twice as many or more got sick, but didn't die. Right. Yes, there are long haul problems, but everything is fear. Everything yep. that they throw at us is fear. Um, when you know who was running for president, everything was fear this person. And they had to counter that fear with another fear. And I'm tired of it. I, I can yep. remember as a kid, um, I was never a fighter, you know, um, I've had my share, but I was never a fighter. I didn't go looking for fights. Right. And I can remember being in a situation where I could have jumped in because somebody was getting hurt, but I do. No, 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 no. That was fear. Yeah. And then one day, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a, a high school. I think it was the senior year of my daughter. And there was a, uh, maybe it was this spring chorus or something. We were standing outside and a bunch of kids came up and came out of the cars with knives. They were going to kill this kid, Sammy. Well, it was me, another father, and another father, and a teacher. And we stood there. Now, at first, I'm like, but I calmed down because I wasn't going to let fear let them get to him. Yeah. Now, could we have gotten killed or hurt? Absolutely. Yep. But fear is you can... They say that bravery doesn't mean you're not fearful. It's just you do it anyway. Yeah. And, and I think it's time we started teaching people, hey, 
We're not sure how to get rid of fear. It's inbred in you. We can start with the babies. Yep. But face up to it. Yeah. What I love about the, the Marines is that as everybody's running this way, the Marines, the cops, the fire, the EMT, especially during 9-11, they ran towards the problem. What is with yep. this camera? <laughs> it keeps blinking. I don't Can you see and it? it no, no. Um, <laughs> and, and it's it's funny you brought up public safety like that because uh, the first thing I thought is, you know, as a firefighter for as long as I was, and we always would kind of talk and speak, yep, everybody's running out while we're running in. And we really had to harness that fear, you know, not everybody was cut out to be a firefighter. Um, no, or and some were better than others, but um, there it was always in the back of your mind: I could get hurt or I could get killed. So then it was all right. Let's let's flip the switch on that and let's do everything possible to stay safe. We'll look out for each other. Make sure all the safety, you know, everything's in yeah. place um, because the, you know, it, it, when you're operating on fear, you don't operate at at the level you need to operate on you're 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 at fight or flight instead of work mode i mean i can mm. remember yeah i've told people my my very last fire that i was in this this house fire that i that i was was at um i mean this house was rocking and I, it, everything that could go wrong on that call did um it, i mean we had a crew that fell through the first floor into the basement luckily wow. it was a, luckily it was a it was a small drop so they didn't get hurt um, but scary moment. And then I was operating with crews on the, on the second floor of this house. And I, at one point I look up and I see blue sky and the roof lines doing this. I'm like, Oh, that's it. I'm going to die today. And then <laughs> at, at that point the, the chiefs pulled everybody out because the roof was doing this. And then the so, house went. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's fear. Oh, that's what the other thing I was going to say was going back to the beginning was the best thing I've heard is anxiety is the fear of what might happen. Depression is the, the fear of what already occurred. Yeah. Both of which have no bearing on anything, but that's what right. we're taught. Yep. We're taught to, to be fearful of the future. Yeah. Instead of um, teaching our children and, and, and learn as adults that there is no set plan for the future you can create create your own future yeah use your mind we're we're imagination machines and there isn't anything from this this water bottle to a car to a painting that didn't start out in somebody's head which is proof that you can imagine something into reality obviously it's not magic you imagine it and you believe in it and you take action towards it. And I think it's time along. We, we had the discussion last week or the week before about the t- they're not teaching finance. They're not teaching how to think and so on yes. in, in elementary school and yep. on through high school. I think the add to that is fear is something that is natural. It's in our DNA. However, that doesn't mean that you have to fall to it. You don't, you have to be controlled by it. Um, anyone who's ever been in combat will tell you they were scared shitless. Oh yeah. But most of them were able to still think and react. And that was the training part. Yep. And living a life based on fear really, really sucks. 
Yeah. Well, you, you know, know, and it paralyzes like, some people. Absolutely paralyzes. Absolutely. People. I, I'm a victim of that myself. I mean, there was a time way before I was married, I was still living in Queens, New York. Um, I would go to work. I would get on the train and in the back of my head was always because the 1970s and the 80s was when people were going crazy on the subways, hurting people. Okay. Um, it's starting to happen again now, but yep. uh, that's a different issue. <laughs> but it was always there. So yep. you, you developed eyes in the back of your head. I, I can't tell you how many times there were fist fights on the subway while we're going to, going to work. You know, yep. Between women, men and women, men and men, it was crazy. Yep. And fear you can conquer or control. Whether you can conquer, I'm not sure, but you can control it. Yes. And I'm tired. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> of allowing my mind and myself to be controlled by it. Yeah. Like, I, I really don't look at the news very often. I'm, I, I stay up a little bit, keep, keep basic understanding of what's going on. But, you know, you got one political party bashing the other telling them oh you you know they come into office uh and now we're told my god if the other party takes over my god all this is going to happen and it never ever reaches the point that they tell you it's going to happen never you know i i am resolved to fight it and whenever i feel anxious or ever i feel fear force myself to move forward regardless mm-hmm. knock on wood so far i've been okay it, it it's it's so hard to depending on the situation like i was just thinking of a, a a good friend of mine and she's had a rough time of it she's she was in you know a couple of abusive relationships uh battles you know family court battles with her her kid's dad um and I, I remember seeing her probably at her lowest point where fear just had completely gripped her. Um, and, you know, she's she was able to dig herself out of that hole. But even to this day, like she hides. She hides because she doesn't want people to, you know, see her on social media and report back to the kid's dad or whoever um, still has yeah. trouble with you know, this happened to me and that happened to me and these people did this and they did that. And, um, it, it really, it's tough for somebody that's been through like a traumatic situation like that. Um, yeah. To really kind of resume some type of normalcy as we know it, because they've lived in chaos for so long. And even from the business and industries that I came from, you know, <laughs> we always, we always survive best in chaos. And when we got out of the chaos, we didn't know how to. Like it, It's interesting. Um, you have, I'll bring it to the music industry. A lot of the, the performers will get up on stage and it's such a high yeah. when an audience is behind you. Yep. But when they get off stage, they try to recreate that feeling and you yep. can't create, that's not normal. No. It's normal for when you're performing, but it's not normal. Yep. What, you know, you, you walk down the street, people aren't going to applaud and cheer. Woohoo! You know, 
Yep. And a lot of them turned to drugs. Yep. Uh, Alice Cooper said, I stopped doing drugs because I realized I can't feel that I feel on stage. So you almost have to divide up, you know, that's a separate person from me. Yep. You know, it was my name isn't Alice Cooper. It's whatever his real name is. You know, um, I, I, I think that we're taught to suppress fear. Yeah. Um, how many times has a parent said to a child when the child didn't want to do something because they were scared? What are you, a wuss? But, uh, you know, you know, and, instead of talking it to them and saying, listen, it's okay. Well, it's, it's even like to be afraid. Yeah. Let's take a step forward and see what happens. It, it, um, well, it, it, and even like, I, I hate to keep going back to public safety, but it relates so well. You know, when, when the, the 25 years I did it for the first 20 years, it, you know, it was suck it up and deal. You, you had a bad call, <laughs> you had a bad situation, take a breath and then suck it up and deal and keep moving. And then they went, oh, crap, we've we've created PTSD situations because people can only absorb so much. And now suck it up and deal wasn't really all that acceptable. And it, it's not. It's, a, you know, um, so for for people to go through life fearful and not have an outlet to like a positive. We were all put on this earth to do great things. And we really, you know, fear, I agree. I agree. Can, you know, fear can really make anyone lose sight of the fact that you were put on this globe to do great things. Um, and it, every it, single one of us, it, yeah. it, you know, it, it, it's and it doesn't matter your socioeconomic background because anything can be an excuse. Yes, there are certain people unless, unless there's an organic problem with them, they're organically damaged or something yep. that have risen from total poverty, from the ashes. They they are a phoenix, for, and there's a lot more of them than ones that were born rich and you know. Yeah, the Bill Gateses of the world and so forth. Yeah, um, I I think that if people, if if this country, if the people harnessed the fear that they feel when they think about this, when they think about that, you know, yeah. they could move forward more. You know, I, I I my heart goes out to people like, for instance, the the coal miners and the steel workers. They don't have, a, they're fearful of the future. Why? Because what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, as long as you keep sitting there and saying, what am I going to do instead of taking action, whatever that action would be, mm -hmm. I'm sure I'll get criticized by people. It's, again, it's a mind game. Yeah. It's a mind game. And, and I believe that if mindset was taught, positive mindset, how to use your mind as an image making machine and how to take that image, believe in that image and take action towards it. Will it will manifest. Yep. Um, the transformation movement has been around for about 170 years. Um, mindset. Um, I guess you could add psychologists that add those psychologists problem with psychology that I have is it's a business. Yeah. <laughs> And, I, and I'll tell you, because I was seeing a shrink many, many years ago, and I remember the first session, we're sitting there, 
And I said, well, I had a specific issue I was trying to work on. And I said, well, how long do you think I'll have to keep coming? He goes, well, Woody Allen has been going to the shrink for 20, 15 years. I go, 15 years? <laughs> and then I realized it's a business. Yeah. I've never heard anybody get told by their shrink, well, you're cured. There's nothing more I could do for you. And no, it doesn't work like that. No. You know, uh, we're taught to be dependent rather than inter or independent. Right. And the reason you don't want to be independent, my God, you won't have any support. What are you going to do? Where are you going to live? How are you going to eat? Yeah. That's all that fear processing that keeps coming at you, keeps coming at you. You know, my, my mother, there I go blinking again. God bless my mother. It's not that they, they set out to screw you, but that's how they were taught. Oh, yeah. No, you, you, you don't want to ride your bike without a helmet. You don't, you know, funny is, thing is, and I started riding a bike about 1952. <laughs> we didn't have helmets. Right. And I don't know personally anybody that fell off the bike, cracked their head, and something bad happened. Yet now, oh, God, you know, there were true less cars on the road. But crap, we used to drive down major roads. You know, with, with traffic coming both ways, double yellow lines, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and fear manifests in so many ways. For instance, I was never good at taking tests. Mm -hmm. The anxiety and fear took control. Now, I didn't realize yep. it at the time. Yep. But I knew the material. If they had asked me, hey, ask me verbally, <laughs> you know. Right. And I would love to see the world start going, no, we're not going to accept your fear mongering. You're wrong. You're wrong. We're not, we're not going to accept it. Sorry. You keep it. That's your monkey. Stop trying to put it on my back. Yeah. And that's why people like I stopped watching the news. It was even before, like even before the pandemic, I, I, I had stopped really consuming the news on a daily basis now I don't, I don't turn on the news i don't want to hear it i don't want it because depending mm -hmm. on what channel you're on depending on what political platform they're pushing the only reason i ever watch a newscast a it has to be local and beats because my wife turned it on the tv because i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna flip it on and go here let me watch the news and see what kind of rhetoric they're they're spewing out today right i i i, I subscribe to what uh Simon and Garfunkel used to say, um, I get all the news I need from the weather reports. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, it, it's, I, I really feel sorry for somebody growing up now in this respect. Back in when I was growing up in the 50s and 60s, you had newspapers, magazines, books, and they were, Two, four, five, seven, nine, eleven, seven TV, seven TV stations. The news only came on at night, not in the morning, afternoon, evening, five, four, oh, five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine. Yep. And they reported the news, not made the news. And you know, the I, I can't even imagine somebody like Walter Cronkite trying to scare people. You know, I I, um, I think uh, well. What I think, you know, I think back how, you know, that used to be anybody's, that used to be our source of information. 
what was on those news reports were our source of information. We didn't have the internet. Um, now people can get their own information whenever they want it. These things they can they can get whatever information they they need whenever they want right. it. Um, I yeah. still think that even back then they were reporting news, but it was still shaped into the message that had to be uh, conveyed. Um, um, I don't know if I agree with that. I know I'm, I'm remembering Channel 4. There was a guy named Gabe Pressman, and he would do editorials, kind yeah. of like the editor of a newspaper. Yep. And he would say, this is my opinion. Has the station not met? It's my opinion, period. And I think that you you didn't see Walter Cronkite laugh or Huntley Brinkley laugh. You right. Know, they, they, they reported the news. Now, yep. if you're writing the story that you're going to report on, it's got to have a bend or a twist because you're human. It's hard to just go straight down the line without infusing your thoughts into it. If you're fearful of the future, whether it's conscious or, or not, it's going to be part of who you are yeah. and how you write. You know, um, anybody that tells you they're not scared of anything, they're full of crap. They it, just it, and it doesn't it, well, affect it may it doesn't hold them back is a way, you know, which is fine. But everybody's afraid of something. Stop. Yeah, thinking. and, and I, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, like I saw this quote from Dan Rather that said uh, he was very vocal about the current news media and it said, just because you're reading something off a teleprompter that was prepared to you by somebody pushing a, a, a political platform does not make you a reporter. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, I wonder, back, back, back then, let's say we'll talk the uh, State of the Union. Mm -hmm. the, the president would give the State of the Union. There was yep. no rebuttal. You didn't have 8,000 reporters telling you what you just heard right. and what it means. Yep. You know, it, it's, you know, in a lot of ways, I blame Ted Turner with his CNN. Yeah. We really don't need 24-7 news. We really don't. But because it's there, they have to fill it up. Yep. And in a lot of ways, the news has become a live Esquire magazine. Yep. Or Star Magazine. Right. It's full, you know, it's like there was an old saying, don't believe everything you read in the newspapers. <laughs> but yet, more people will tell you they believe what's on the internet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you got <laughs> fact checking going on and hashtag oh, fake news. Yeah. Because you don't believe, nobody trusts anybody. In 1930, oh. I don't remember, 36, 37, 38. Orson Welles did a radio piece yep. on Halloween yep. of the Martians invading. People actually believed it because it sounded like a real news report. Yep. In Lakehurst, New Jersey, or wherever it had the something Mills, New Jersey. I don't remember exactly where mm -hmm. cops were called. I mean, it was we're a very gullible nation. You know, <laughs> individual smartness, we're not that bright as a nation. <laughs> no. No, um, it, it, yeah, I think that realistically, information in, information out, and what you are consuming, either on social or 
on the TV. Um, you have the power to shape your own opinion. You have the power to shape your own mindset. You have the power to decide what affects your own little personal circles and what does not. And a majority of what goes on in the world will have very little effect on your own little personal circle. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. In the 1940, 39-40, John F. Kennedy wrote a book called The Nation of Sheep. And basically what he was saying is nobody thinks for themselves. They just follow the crowd. Yep. You know, it's like if something sounds so unbelievably bullshit and you accept it, well, that's you got a problem. Yeah. We're not allowed. We're, we're not taught to think. Like I said, we're not taught to think for ourselves. We're right. taught to fear going off the line. Yep. Yeah. You know, and funny thing is, is the ones who go off the line and go, ah, I don't agree with that, become successful. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, you yeah. can't. I mean, the right brother, you can't fly. What are you talking about? Nobody could fly. Nobody could break the sound barrier. Nobody could break the four minute mile. Nobody right. Could, nobody could break Roger Maris or Barry Bonds' record and so on and so on. And I really, I hail the people that go, really? And do it. And do I it. I really yeah. do. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. can't. I mean, a little bit of me. I mean, my, like I told you, I told you the story that my my sister never had a, uh, oh, God, a time that she had to come home. I did. And uh, I rebelled. Mm -hmm. I rebelled. You know, I didn't die from it. Right. But I, I think you have to, we have to start becoming a nation of thinkers yes how could you believe what he just said or she just said or they just right. said right think for yourself what in there made you think that could even happen it's time for a new enlightenment age not a woke age an enlightenment an age of enlightenment yeah age a, new of enlightenment. One, a new one we've yep. had several it's time for a new one yep you know <laughs> right we well, started this has been an interesting discussion yeah, we, we could start a new movement, the you know, enlightenment movement. Here we go. At the coffee table enlightenment. Enlightenment. <laughs> sessions. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I think yeah. that that's a good place to end for today since we're all enlightened. Yeah, um, we're enlightened now, right? <laughs> so, again, you know, this is the At the Coffee Table podcast. We're at a, episode 90. Um, looking forward to getting to those triple digit uh, episodes. We'd like, love your feedback. Please drop a comment. Let us know what you think. Share it with others because that's the only way we're going to grow this enlightenment community. Right. And of course, if you have any suggestions, anything you'd like us to discuss, yep. as long as we feel we know something about it, we'll be happy to. <laughs> Absolutely. As always, you can find uh, Bob and I online, uh, mostly on Instagram, but we're on you know all the social media platforms. Feel free to, to reach out. Um, and, and tell us what you think. And next week we'll, we'll give this a go again. Absolutely. Bob, you're ending as always be nice, stay safe and laugh a lot. See you next hey, everyone. Week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.